Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is The Rich Eisen Show with guest host Tom Pelissero. Welcome inside The Rich Eisen List Show. Tom Pelissero back for another day. Rich is going to call in, uh, I believe, in the last hour of the show, which seems very late. Right? Is, is this going to be like at 11 p.m.? Uh, He's a, been out drinking for several hours <laughs> at, a, at a pub. Yeah, it's it's a nine-hour difference. They're nine hours ahead from uh, L.A. Well, he've had more. Well, he've had a few more beers today on this show or yesterday when he retweeted the fake Woj account about <laughs> Kyrie Irving getting released. I read your then, email late last night. I had no idea it, about that. It, it was up there for a good hour. So I thought what happened was he probably saw it like right. doing a final scroll in bed, if you right. do that, oh, and sure. then went to sleep. And I thought it was going to stay up the entire night, but he caught it an hour later, walked it back. Said something. I mean, we could look up his tweet, but it was something along the lines of "should not tweet while leaving the brew house." <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tom! Before he left, I warned him about the Huffbrow House. I showed him pictures. Huffbrow House. There I was is, like, yes. and apparently he didn't heed my warning, man. So. Also, that fake Woj account was like at JT and a, like eighteen numbers. Right. Like, yeah, all you, you have to do, I get the check marks up. there, but just really look at the name. Just look at the name. You shouldn't. The buy and blue is already done. <laughs> Twitter <laughs> blew it. It's been they paused. Admitted it. It's been paused. Yeah. We've already we've already paused that. Walking it back. Uh, we are on Roku. We are on Sirius XM. We are on Westwood One radio stations. It is Veterans Day, so for any veterans members of the service out there, thank you very much for your service. Please yes, that you are joining us on this day. We got packed. Friday show, guys, here. Uh, Tulane coach Willie Fritz going to join us shortly. The Green Wave, currently number 17 in the college football playoff rankings. Wild guess Willie Fritz's phone might be ringing here in the not-too-distant future about jobs open elsewhere. For now, the only wave that really hit this week, right? Hey, now. <laughs> hey roll wave, roll. Uh, <laughs> Cliff Averill, former Seahawks standout. Does he have Russell Wilson's phone number? We'll try to <laughs> get to the bottom of that as they get set to face the uh, the Buccaneers over in London. Also, Christian Fulton, Titans cornerback. They are playing a, a unique brand of football at the moment here. Been trying to get by without Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill, though, full participant in practice yesterday. Was so maybe he? after two weeks of the Derrick Henry show with cameos by Malik Willis who may be back to the Titans at full tilt or something close to it. No receptions by a wide receiver. They're still not going to throw it. At this point, it's it's Derrick Henry and then occasionally if we need you, third and 17 because we got stuffed or we took a penalty might need you to throw the ball. And also my old friend Jim Mahoney is going to be in studio. Uh, he's an actor, writer, director. Uh, most NFL fans will probably know him uh, if we have the photo ready as the 
Downey Uneck guy. It's an ad that's run oh, for like five nice. years. Yeah. Yeah. Every NFL game. I've seen that commercial 700 times. <laughs> Jim's one of my oldest friends. He's got a new movie, Bar Fight, coming out in select theaters today. Also going to be streaming. Um, Melissa Fumero from Brooklyn Nine-Nine is in it. I'm a big fan of her. So uh, should amazing. be good. Jim is going to be right here in Bar studio fight. with us. <laughs> you got me. Uh, Chris Brockman, of course, is here. Hey. What's no hat up, today, Tom? showing off all the glory. No hat. Doesn't want any shadow on the stash. It's really. I can Beautiful now. Mustache. I can say this on Wednesday. Couldn't really see the mustache from here. Friday looks good. It's going it's, in nice. Right? It's it's there. Yeah. It still looks like it might be a lighting trick. It's strong. I but, feel like Damone from Fast well, Times. Well, back in the day, mustache before, before right, I joined the Brotherhood, be somebody. <laughs> before I was in the Brotherhood, TJ, I had. Beautiful flowing blonde locks. I saw a picture, and that's why I have a light. I have a light colored beard, so that's why. <laughs> I'm sure that's it. <laughs> you look more like a narc every day. I, I hate you, Jay. <laughs> Jason Feller, you were supposed to join strong. me today. I, you were supposed to shave the beard and do a mustache. You said you were going to do it. I we got time. There's razors back in Rich's bathroom there. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it in a commercial break. All right, beautiful. Yeah, yeah I got to do the board and stuff. Stop we'll it. get that done. Jason's here. TJ Jefferson is here as well. You just said about shaving. I once, this is a legit ha- thing happened to me. In the middle of a fantasy football draft one year, my man Jason Goldberg went up to a bathroom, and he had a full beard when he went to the bathroom at someone's house. When he came down, he was clean shaven. He shaved in the middle of a draft. Man, and, I, and so Feller, there's precedent for this. Is all I'm saying. I, I played in a, an abandoned yeah. college. Whoa, really? And what I were did. you? What did yeah. you play? Play guitar, okay. bass, vocals. Uh, and we played this show at the. It was basically like a gymnasium. Uh, and it was like a big battle of the bands thing. And a buddy of mine got thrown out for uh, smuggling in something that you're not supposed to be smuggling in in a thermos. So he gets kicked out. <laughs> he had a goatee. Shaves the goatee. <laughs> comes back and all of a sudden I'm looking because I saw him get thrown out before we were playing all of a sudden I'm like what's he doing here he made it back in so that's that's how simple it is you always think like Superman how can they not tell that it's it's not Clark Kent it's just the glasses (laughs) apparently the goatee same effect just get rid of it that is amazing you're a different you're a different person uh, entirely Uh, we got a Josh Allen update hey now uh, first off, from the locals, Joe Biscaglia, among others, who are at practice today. No Josh Allen during the portion that was available to reporters. So no practice Wednesday, no practice Thursday. Now, unless they're going to sneak him out there after the stretching and individual portion, which is like the 15, 20 minutes, sometimes less the reporters actually get to see mm-hmm. uh, during a Friday practice. Unless he's out there, you would certainly think this is going to be Case Keenum. Yeah. Against his old team, game. the Vikings, on Sunday. Sean McDermott <laughs> also spoke uh, about Josh Allen this morning. Uh, see if you can read between the lines of what Sean McDermott is saying with regard to uh, Josh Allen's status for this game. We are literally in a hour-to-hour um, situation here, just looking at how he's going to progress through the day and as he goes through his different tests medically um making sure that he's able to check um the box the box is in a progression to where we can see if we can proceed um through the course of the day here what do you got there nothing we've got we have week to week right we all know what week to week means when an nfl coach says that that means he's not playing this week maybe next week it is week to week day to day or as bill belichick would say day by day, 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 by day, day, day by day, day by day, 
That means maybe maybe it improves. I don't know that I've ever heard hour to hour. (laughs) That's a new one. Uh, My sense was, since that was about one hour ago, is that in an hour, you're not going to see him on the field. (laughs) We are very much hour to hour. At this hour, we don't know anything. An hour from now, perhaps you will be able to figure (laughs) out more. And you won't see him in practice. (laughs) And we have three hours of this show... (laughs) Sometime hour by hour by hour. Three Josh Allen updates. We may have the injury report, which is technically due, I believe, by 4 o'clock local time. So 1 o'clock out here Pacific time, an hour after the show is off the air. But hopefully they will save us an hour and give us a firm answer on Josh Allen hour by hour. To be fair, I'm hour by hour if I'm going to be sitting in this chair usually. Aren't we all hour by hour? Never tells me. We're all day by day. We're all hour by hour. Now go to the back and shave, Jay. The next thing you know, we're going to be. Next thing you know, we're going to be the Doobie Brothers. We go minute by minute by minute by minute. We'll keep holding on. We just got flagged on you. To paraphrase uh, Kyle Shanahan, we could all be we could all be dead tomorrow. And that's the the, that's the end bot, the final boss right there. We could be dead. No guarantees. uh, He really he really used that as an answer, didn't he? It was about Jimmy Garoppolo. Will Jimmy Garoppolo be on the team? Yeah. We could all be dead tomorrow. We could all be dead tomorrow. Which, I, honestly, I would like if somebody ever used that for my status. <laughs> Look, is, is Tom on NFL Network's game day morning on Sunday? Well, could be dead tomorrow. He could be dead tomorrow. So, but sure. we're hopeful hour by hour, day by day, he's going to be okay. I told you, Brockman, when Bill did the day by day, I told you and Rich, that was the pinnacle. It's not going to get better than that. It can't get better than that. Hour by hour is pretty good. I mean, I mean, I mean for Bill, lie. for Bill, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Like. That's what I mean. It's Bill's move. So yeah. somebody asked Bill a question today. Speaking of hour by hour, uh, Steve Wilkes very much hour by hour as the Panthers interim coach. Uh, probably bought himself some more hours. I think so. Last night. It was, I don't know that it, we can call it an impressive showing because it was not the most aesthetically pleasing <laughs> game that we've had in the course of this 2022 NFL season, but I will give him this. That is a tough spot for an interim coach to be in because Matt Rule gets fired. You clean out additional, the defensive coordinator. You fire two more assistants on Monday. You've traded away ostensibly your best player in Christian McCaffrey. You trade away Robbie Anderson. You've got trade rumors swirling around guys like Brian Burns all the way up until the trade deadline. Sam Darnold just got activated off IR, hasn't played yet. Baker Mayfield was dealing with a high ankle sprain, and he was out. P.J. Walker coming off a 0.0 passer rating five days ago and came out a a full-on Blutarski (laughs) and played well enough for them to win. And if you watch that game, and just going back again through the the highlights this morning, every time the Panthers are making a play, it's, it's an effort play. It's them breaking a tackle. It's dragging a defender. It's pushing the pile. And those are the sorts of things that... If you're going to have a team give up when they see this season is not going to go our way, you wouldn't have that. You saw effort from the Panthers. And on the flip side, you had a Falcons team that I, I wouldn't say it's a lack of effort, but it was it was ugly at times. Uh, Arthur Smith said after the game did not think about benching uh, Marcus Mariota, turning things over to Desmond Ritter, the rookie third round draft pick out of Cincinnati. Uh, I imagine that somewhere Jim Ursay might have some thoughts <laughs> on this. You know, I think what I what I would like to see here, you know, really, have you guys considered <laughs> benching your quarterback, the veteran for the rookie who hasn't played, and then 
firing the offensive coordinator, firing the head coach. Is Tony Gonzalez available? He's really the only man for the job. <laughs> well, Steve, Bar- Steve Bartkowski, maybe? Steve Bartkowski. Keith Brooking. Yeah. <laughs> see, how many more you got in there? Jamal, Jesse Tuggle. Uh, Jamal Anderson. Yeah. Jamal Anderson. Yeah. We're bringing back the Dirty Bird. Yes, indeed. Chris Chandler. Yeah. First team meeting. Dirty All right, bird. guys. I don't have a plan for the offense. I don't know what we're going to be on Sunday, but we're all going to do the Dirty Bird together. <laughs> it's going to be a Dirty Bird Eugene Robinson uh, type of season. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if Eugene's the right one yeah, maybe, in the front of the room right now. Maybe not. Some great life lessons. Well, one of the 15 Matthews that have played, I'm sure. Some, <laughs> yeah, all of the Matthews. Yeah, all of them. How about Jake Matthews running in in flip-flops? That was just unbelievable. After his wife had the baby. We talked about that on the show yesterday. Yeah. Like an hour before game time. Flies to Charlotte. Wife goes into labor, flies back to Atlanta. She delivers, tweets about it. Tweets, hey, I did my part. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jake Matthews comes running in two hours before the game. If you knew, and maybe he just is thinking, I just need to, like everybody else, when their wife goes into labor, I just need to put something on. But yeah. if you're thinking this might be a sprint, maybe not the flip-flops. Probably not. <laughs> not the best. I mean, I've run through plenty of concourses and stadiums. You had to have. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be barefoot there just in general. You look like a sensible shoe type guy. Also, just like a very flip, sensible shoe type guy. on an airplane, never a good idea. No, I, I don't. I don't want to see feet on an airplane. Exactly. Yeah, we, whether it's flip flops, whether it's the guy who before takeoff has already removed the socks and the shoes, and then decides to put one leg up like this, and then you're just looking at you're looking at the sole of the feet. And it's black. I've. <laughs> or how about, of course. How about if you're in the window seat? How about your window seat and that foot just oh, comes just through that little through the little thing right there? Oh. That's no. <laughs> There are so many, no. you know, you ever, you ever get the upgrade to the middle seat on the airplane? <laughs> an upgrade That's an upgrade? to middle seat? I, I reject that They move that you upgrade. from, the, you know, if there's three zones, and sometimes it can be, hey, we upgraded you to the second one. And you're like, Now cool. you're in the middle. And if you're between two shoeless people, that is, a, I believe, one of the rings of hell. <laughs> <laughs> one of the rings. Stay it tuned, might, stay it tuned might for hour center. three when it might, <laughs> Tom reveals the other rings of hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the other, the other last game image I have out of that game last night, Baker Mayfield. Was that a ring of hell having to watch the game last night? I, I made it. I survived. <laughs> I told us it wasn't that. We've seen worse. We've seen worse. <laughs> okay, we've, we've seen worse. We, it was competitive. I was playing against Drake London, so that was a little of a bummer that he scored. By the way, I had uh, Cordero Patterson and Young Ho. And I had Young Way, Young Way Coup. That was a joke that Spelled I should not have said on there with some of my friends. I'm sorry. You know, you have these names with your friends, and then you just go. He missed anyway, two extra points. 3.5 fantasy points. Between the two of them? Between the two of them, yes. Yikes. It's not the best. Yeah, well, I'm not going to. I'm going to lose this week. That's what I'm saying, Tom. It's yeah. early. Never, never overreact to the Thursday game. You wouldn't see those we, percentages swing. We had this talk yesterday. You're right. The, the other. The other lasting image was Baker Mayfield after the game, headbutting <laughs> his teammates with a hat on, and the lineman had face, you know, helmets on, and he's hitting them like five or six of them. It wasn't like one yeah. in the moment went down the line. Was he? And they all had interesting reactions. Like one of them went with it. One was like, "What are you doing?" One guy was like, "He never even got touched by a human being." One dude was like, "Oh, like it's." It was crazy. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a joke in there about the Panthers' offensive line, but they've actually played pretty well <laughs> through the course of this season. But I, I do like it. 
You know why? Even though Al Michaels was very concerned that Baker Mayfield was going to put himself in concussion protocol, <laughs> I like it because how often have we heard things about Baker Mayfield and there's a narrative that he's going to be the moody guy and he's going to be high and low. And if it's not going as you know, he's great when things are going well, but he's going to tank out when things are going bad. He's a backup right now. <laughs> he's excited. Behind I'm undrafted watching, P.J. I'm watching Walker. This clip. this clip is bananas. Yes. Literally post-game going down the line, just head-putting dudes in helmets. He's, I mean, to <laughs> yeah. me, and again, he's wearing a hat. I would not advise if there's any Brain children is. who, for some reason, aren't at school and are Brain watching the show, I would not advise you to headbutt anyone, no. No. much less if they're wearing a helmet and you are in a sideline cap. But I would say there, there's a leadership element of it. If anybody's watching, and Baker surely knows his next team, wherever that is, is watching what's happening here, show who you are. Yeah. Show you're not that guy. Things aren't going well. You want to play. We know that. Don't pout. But be part of it. Be supportive for P.J. Walker. Everything he's said publicly has been very supportive. I, I personally like it. Though, again, uh, don't crack your skull open. Tulane head coach Willie Fritz coming up, joining us right after this here on the Rich Eisen List Show with Tom Pellicero. Looking forward to talking to Willie next. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Tom Pelissero in again today for Rich Eisen. Rich will join us a little bit later from Munich at whatever hour it is over there. We're pleased to be joined, though, right now on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line by a guy who's in his seventh year as the head football coach at Tulane. Green Wave off to an 8-1 and one start this season. Coach Willie Fritz is with us. Willie, Tom Pelissero here. How's uh, life in the Big Easy for you? Oh, it's going great, and I appreciate you having me on, Tom. Thank you. 
So just 20 years ago, I know that's before your time at Tulane, but there was discussion about shutting down that program, dropping down a level. The board of trustees had to save it. When you guys are rolling like you are right now, what's the level of excitement around that program that you're hearing from fans and boosters and obviously in your own locker room? Well, everybody's very excited in the city and, and here on campus. You know, we've only got about 8,000 students here. And I think in our last home game, we had about 4,000 students at the ball game. So quite a few were out there. They were loud and proud. Uh, you know, I've had more people in the, the city tell me they're, they're coming to the game. We had uh, the all-time uh, best attendance at a game, our, our last ball game, and hopefully going to be able to break that uh, tomorrow. But everybody's very, very excited. So for people who don't see a lot of Tulane games, what's this, what's this team all about, Willie? What's, what's the vibe of, of this team? You know, I think we do a great job playing complimentary football. We, we run and pass ball, I think, equally well. And uh, defensively, we're doing a super job keeping you know, the big plays away from us. We're staying you know, behind everything and tackling and playing with great leverage and one of the top defensive teams in the country. And doing a nice job in the kicking game. You just don't know which – Area is going to influence the game the most each weekend. Uh, a couple games we played, it's been offense, few defense, and a few of them in the, even in the kicking game. So, uh, just a good overall team. We're, we're very experienced. I've got, I counted up the other day, I think I got 19 guys who've already graduated mm-hmm. for us. So, we've got a lot of vets, you know, guys that have been here for four or five, and I even got a guy who's been here six years. Uh, so, it's a good, good veteran leadership. and for the most part, same guys we had last season. They just did a great job of, uh, you know, buying into what we were wanting to accomplish this season in the off-season program, in the summer, and preseason camp. So, a lot of quality veteran leadership. You talk about those guys who have, you know, 19 players who have graduated. Uh, that seems to be a trend across. I mean, a lot of programs in college football. I was at the Duke game a couple of weeks ago, and they're playing a bunch of you know twenty-four year olds against another team's nineteen-year-olds. How does that just impact the game itself when you've got some of those really veteran players with the you know the additional eligibility from the COVID years? Well, you know, the neat thing is you get to know these guys even better. I think I've had two guys that have gotten engaged in the last month, <laughs> two months, playing for us. You know, and you get to know their. Their, their fiancés, you know, because they've been dating them for a long time. You get to know their families. And uh, so it's great to have guys for a long period of time. That's probably one of the best things about, you know, being a college coach is you, you're around guys for, you know, four or five years most of the time. And, uh, uh, you know, yeah, it, 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 we've had some new coaches, so they've had to learn new systems. But another thing that I think is a plus for us, we're one of the top academic schools in the country to sort of get in here, you know, they've got to have proper academic, you know, uh, credentials and uh, that allows us to maybe be a little bit more complex, uh, offensively, defensively, special teams. And uh, I think that's helped us as well. I was texting with a, an NFL scout this morning about your quarterback, Michael Pratt. He's, he's got some, some unique athletic tools to him uh, that potentially could translate. Just, just tell me about him as a guy and a quarterback. He's about 6'2", 215, good speed, uh, highly competitive. Um, you know, loves practicing. We just got off the practice field a few minutes ago, and we're trying to we try to slow him down on Fridays. We, you know, everybody's got these GPS harnesses they wear for practices, and it calculates uh, how many yards you ran and what speed and all that stuff. And uh, we're trying to get him fresh for the game tomorrow, but he just loves getting out there and practicing and 
competing and, and a great servant leader for us. And, you know, I think he throws, you know, the ball uh, very accurately, good, good zip on the ball, good touch when he needs to have touch. And, uh, and he's a smart guy. He's an excellent student for us. And he's also got a great football uh, IQ as well. Tulane coach Willie Fritz is our guest. You're, you're 17th right now in those uh, the college football playoff rankings. You're wedged in there between NC State and Texas. Should you be higher here, Willie? Are we are we getting some a little bit of Tulane disrespect? Oh, I, I don't I don't know about that. We just uh, you know we just need to keep being one and zero every week, trying to get a little better. I think everybody's always trying to chase that elusive perfect game and. You know, we keep pointing out to our guys, it's, it's better to do it after a win than a loss. <laughs> hey, we could have done this better, that better, whatever the case may be. But, you know, there, there's a lot of football still left in the season, and I think we can play a lot better than what we've played so far. So that's what we're, we're going to try to take a step in that direction tomorrow against UCF. This is such a unique time in college football with NIL and the way that that's impacting uh, roster building, it's impacting recruiting. Uh, how does a, a program like Tulane sustain when you've got, you know, you can recruit guys, but you've got multiple transfer windows after the season and then again after spring ball and anybody who's a, you know, an underclassman who plays well, you know that there's potentially, uh, you know, offers out there for, for them to go play elsewhere. I know you've got a unique academic element to it at Tulane, but how, how do you sustain success at, at a program like that? Well, it, it does help us, you know, the fact that guys understand the value of the Tulane education. Uh, so they, they do, you know, they, these guys may be close to graduating and want to stay and get that degree and be smart of them to do it. Uh, we're involved in the NIL, not as much as a, a lot of schools in the country. And we're fortunate that we've had a lot of Guys who play football here have gone on to be very successful in a lot of walks of life. But, uh, you know, it is different. You know, you just don't know what your, you know, your uh, roster is going to look like, uh, you know, every six months. And, you know, we're very fortunate. We lost very few guys, even though we didn't have a real good season last year. We lost very few guys in the portal and, and actually got a few guys to come back home. They've you know, gone on to play football in other places and, thought the grass was a little greener and found out it was only green and, and they wanted to come back to, to NOAA. And uh, so we we uh, did uh, add a few of our quality players that were from the New Orleans area. How much of a sell is New Orleans when you're recruiting? I mean, obviously that's a great talent base in that area, but coming to that city, even though it's not you know what people would think of as being a major program, how, how much of a selling point is the city? Big time. You know, we, we sell three things to our guys. Number one, the opportunity to get a world-class education. Then we talk to them about playing big-time Division One football. This is a great conference, the American Athletic Conference. Uh, and then last but not least, you do the iconic city of uh, New Orleans, right? And we, we show it off during recruiting. You know, sometimes people have only heard about some street that starts with the letter B. I can't think of it. <laughs> Down there in the French Quarter. Oh, yeah, Bourbon Street. Now I remember <laughs> You know, our guys very rarely go down there. This is a college campus. There's some places to hang around here. We're we're right in the you know the uptown area of uh, New Orleans, and uh, you know, and guys after they've been here a couple of years, they just really enjoy it. Our guys, you know, you always do exit interviews with your players, and they get done playing for it. That's one of my questions: Did you enjoy the city? Did you enjoy experiencing here? And by and large, our guys love uh, playing for Tulane in the city of New Orleans. I was going to say, Willie, I mean, you know, some things happen over there in the quarter. Bourbon Street's, uh, you, you can find a party any time of day, night, any day of the week. Do you, do you have to have rules about uh, 
about exactly where guys uh, are allowed to be around there? You know, the French Quarter is a really vast area, and Bourbon Street is just one street on it. So our guys, you know, go down there. I don't think they go down to Bourbon Street very much. At least I haven't ran into them much now. <laughs> 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 only time, uh, only time my wife and I ever go down there is when we have guests from out of town. You know, and they, they want to go down to Bourbon Street, but uh, I don't think they go down there much. We've got a lot of other places that are more, you know, geared towards uh, college students, and uh, you know, and I just, I, I just don't have very many issues here with our guys off the field. You know, my dad used to always tell me, uh, hang around with smart guys. They don't do as many things, dumb things as dumb guys do, right? So we have a lot of smart guys that, that do a great job of. You know, having fun, but, you know, the right kind of fun. So I imagine when you're having success like this, Willie, and, and there's coaching changes elsewhere, a program like Nebraska opens up, um, you're going to get questions in your press conferences about it. Your agent might be getting phone calls about it. How much of it all do you pay attention to anything going on across the college football landscape with regard to your own career? You know, I've been, uh, you know, a good trait that I have is I'm able to zero in on the task at hand and, and uh, our players have done a good job of that. And we've kind of gone with this slogan of 1-0 since we got beat a few weeks back. And, you know, that's what we're looking at. And we just we know we can't just roll the ball out there and, and whip people. You know, we got to prepare all week. You know, and we got to, you know, flip the switch on game day and, and when the ball's kicked off. And, you know, same thing for the coaches, and especially the head coach. UCF's no joke. I mean, that's going to be a test for you tomorrow. What's the key to victory there? Oh, you know, we we talk about playing to win all the time. You know, winning the turnover takeaway margin. You know, I've been head coach now, going on thirty years, I guess, and you know, we've been plus one or better in turnover takeaway margin. We went over ninety percent of our games, and you know, playing solid in the kicking game. And we we talk about wave, don't beat the wave. You know, we just trying to eliminate those pre-snap post-play penalties you see happen all the time that anybody can call in the stands and may not know much about football but they can make that call so uh you know if we can play that discipline style of football which we've done a nice job of so far this season you know i like our chances but uh we're playing a quality team in ucf uh, coach malzahn is and the staff uh, they're, they're really dialed in and been playing well here last few weeks so it's going to be a tremendous challenge for us most talented team we've played up to date so far 30 years as a college football head coach, man. I don't know how you still have the energy for this thing. Oh, I love it. I, I enjoy it. It's, uh, you know, I get to do this. You know, I always tell my guys when they're, they start talking about their, you know, job when they graduate from Tulane, you know, find something you have a passion for. You know, if you have a passion for it, uh, you know, you're, you might even feel like you're working. You know, I've always felt like this is my calling. And, I, you know, I just love coaching and, uh, you know, I, they're, they're very seldom do I, you know, my, my wife always says, how come you always beat the alarm clock up in the morning? <laughs> you know, I'm, I just, I'm excited to go to work every day. And, and uh, so I enjoy coaching. I, hopefully I'm going to be doing it another 20 years. I don't have that problem, Willie. I have the five different alarms set, and I'm I'm silencing them one by one until my wife finally goes, what are you doing? Get out of bed. You've had four different alarms go off. Uh, Willie, best of luck to you coming up this weekend against UCF and the, and the rest of the season, man. We really appreciate the time. Hey, thanks for having me on. Roll wave. Roll wave, roll. They're rolling Take care, down coach. there at Tulane. Best, uh, best season since the, the Sean King days, right? 
King, wow. Nice. This is... Nice pull there. They had an unbeaten year, right? They did. They did. Sean King and did not... Uh, there was nowhere for him to go. When was maybe, that? Was that... Maybe in that 12-team playoff, oh, they'd... Uh, uh, 03 or something, 02, something They'd like sneak that. in there. Randomly, the guy I told you about who shaved during my draft played mm-hmm. baseball for Tulane. I didn't even realize the coach was coming on. So that was... A weird thing we had there for Well, Jason's going to shave, right? We already covered this. Well, Whoa, the, the Clippers in the back are broken. They don't work. That is that what he told you? Uh, no, <laughs> we we literally we tested them and they were uh, no dice. Hey, I want credit. I I agreed to it at least. Oh, wait, wait a minute. We might have an update on we that. Have an update Sorry, on Jay, you might crap. be losing the. What are you guys hearing? Thing. What am I not hearing? Well, you know, Mike, know. Mike you decides who he wants to hear things. I thought know. it was all button. I didn't know that. Was <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the Bourbon Street element of that is interesting too, because like I've I had a friend in, in call or from high school who went to went to Tulane, and it is like there's a campus, but you are it's a pretty close proximity. Yeah, there's if you want to find what goes on in the quarter, you can <laughs> you can definitely do it. But I kind of get what he's saying, right? Because from what I know from my friends who live in Vegas, like you know the tourists, we all go, to, this go trip, to right. but you live there, you go everywhere but there. So I can I can see what he's saying. Like right, know, these are kids. You and- wear yourself out your first uh, your first two months as a freshman. Since is the bar the age for bars down there still nineteen? Was that a thing? No, it was definitely nineteen at certain bars really? when I remember visiting wow. down there. Wow, uh, I did not I did not know that. that was it? Yeah. Some stories that won't be told from spring, was, spring break 2000. <laughs> Tulane was 12-0 and 0 in 1998. 1998. <laughs> With Tommy Bowden. Got to number seven in the AP poll. How about that? They're up to 17 right now in the college football playoff rankings. I, I do like this aspect of the 12-team college football playoff, if indeed this comes to pass. Uh, you would have the two lanes that are on the verge. And we had Dave Doran on from North Carolina State yesterday, too. They'd be on the verge. And you're you're playing in. You still have, of course, a buy for the four teams that are getting through. That will be the natural ones that are in the playoff. But letting those other eight teams play, I mean, it's it's a no brainer from the perspective of fan engagement and the number of programs that would remain relevant. You would hope it's not just going to be the fifth best team from the SEC and the sixth best team from the SEC taking up those spots. I like the idea of it. I like when a Cincinnati comes out of the AAC and gets themselves into you know a big time bowl game or, or a college football playoff. So it's not going to arrive quickly enough for Tulane this year. Uh, but certainly an interesting dynamic to, uh, to examine going forward. All right, let's take a break. We do have some injury updates, not just Josh Allen, but Ezekiel Elliott. Ooh. What is he doing as the Cowboys oh, man. get ready to face the Packers uh, coming up this weekend here? A variety of other injury updates from around the NFL. Phone lines open to 844-204-RICH. It's Tom Pellicero in Verizon. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, 
helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs and the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. More to come here on this edition of the Rich Eisen List Show with Tom Pellicero. We got Christian Fulton, Titans cornerback, coming up in a little bit here. Uh, Cliff Averill, Seahawks legend. Talk about one of the hottest teams uh, in football, what he's seen. He's still... Uh, based up there. And also Jim Mahoney, writer, actor, director, going to be sitting here, new movie Bar Fight coming out. He'll be with us uh, shortly here. Phone line's open too, 844-204-RICH. Let's, do it. Uh, let's go to the phones right now. Terzo in Iowa. What's going on, Terzo? All right. What up, fellas? What's up, man? Terzo. Hey, this week's been a, uh, great, been a great bit of shows from you guys, man. I love Brockman, you t- asking Tom fantasy questions daily, man, that has been great. Oh, I've got a couple more, actually. So. You know who's not liking it? Tom. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I, heard, I, I heard it yesterday. Tom's like, can we not do this every day? And I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, well, I got another one. So. Hey, you got, Tom, I, I, got a question, I got a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Out of these four teams, who do you believe needs to win the most? The Bucks, Packs, Bills, or Niners? I'd have to say it's the 49ers at this point. They're, I mean, they're facing the Chargers. They're 4-4, four and four, the 49ers are. They're playing them at home. Chargers have obviously dealt with, I mean, a ridiculous number of injuries. Uh, the, the speculation about Brandon Staley's job that I've seen in some corners right now blows me away because I'm not sure there's any coach in football who's had to adjust to more players being out when you're talking about your star pass rusher, Joey Bosa, and basically all your receivers have missed time. Your quarterback, Justin Herbert, playing with a a rib issue for a good chunk of the season. Uh, It's been unbelievable. Well, the 49ers, of course, have had their own injury issues. They're another team that's been banged up. If you lose at home to the Chargers on Sunday night, of all things, too, so in primetime in front of the country, at a time that you've really gone all in by trading for Christian McCaffrey, in a unique situation at quarterback with with Jimmy Garoppolo, but you're potentially if the Seahawks beat the Bucks, that would put the Seahawks at seven and three. Seven and three. So you yep. would be two and a half games back in the division coming off that loss. I mean, the Bills. Yeah, I mean. If it indeed it is Case Keenum, and of course we are going, what is it, boys? Hour by hour, hour by hour on uh, Josh Allen. It appears it's Case Keenum. If you lose that game to Minnesota with Case Keenum, I don't think that that's really a killer. The Patriots could use a win. I'll I'll give you that, Terzo. That's another one that, Mm -hmm. just based on where they are, based on some of the issues that they've had, but 
I, I just look at the 49ers as being that team that just needs to needs to figure out a way to get things going here. And I'd, I'd completely agree with you. And I think Kyle Shanahan was actually the one that first said hour by hour whenever he made this statement. We only we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. That's right. And because we could be dead tomorrow. That's dead. right, Terzo. Appreciate the <laughs> appreciate the call, sir. Uh, See you, buddy. Thanks, guys, have a great one. You too. You too, Hi, bro. Uh, some other injury updates. The Browns ruled out JOK, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. He's out. So is David Njoku uh, Sunday against the Dolphins. I don't think that's really a surprise on Njoku. He's got a fairly significant uh, ankle injury that he's working through. But that's a, a big weapon, and they paid him like a big-time weapon. Well, he's carrying too much muscle. You can't be jacked like that. He is too much muscle. I talked to him, uh, it was before a game, I want to say, in last season, in 2021. And this is when we still had, like, some COVID restrictions, so we had to sit outside and be six feet apart. Mm -hmm. But, like, he was in, you know, he had taken off his shoulder pads, so he was just wearing, like, the skin-tight, sleeveless thing. And he's just the biggest human (laughs) you're going to see. It's unbelievable just how massive he is. I don't, I don't know that that's actually any uh, any cause for injury concern, but like you, want, you nice. if you look at him, if you were drawing, like what should you're explaining to someone who's never seen football here? What <laughs> what should a tight end look like? You go, David Njoku. Njoku, yeah, that's that's the guy. Uh, should we he, pick, should we pick up Harrison Bryant? You're just unbelievable. You are really so do I roll? Do I roll? Well, Waller really screwed all of us. I'm not the only one in this boat. Okay, right? all, we're, all, there too. we're all rowing in the same direction. Yeah, but I, okay? I took care of my problem. Do I go with Cade Otten in the Munich game, or do I roll the dice with Harrison Bryant? I mean, Cade Otten's been gathering a little bit of steam here. Yeah, good Cam Brait is, I believe he traveled, correct? He did. He, I know he practiced. So potentially uh, Cam Brait could be back this week, which would impact the target share there. Brockman, Brother Jefferson put you down to Kate Otten weeks ago, so you should have already had him, and he should be rostered by now. I have, I, I'm telling you, I have him. Oh, so what's your and question I'm, about starting? Do I go with him or Harrison oh. Bryant now that Njoku's out? We'll get, we, we have an entire segment for I'm this, I'm trying Chris. to use Tom TJ as will much figure it as out over the next He's hour here. Soon. We'll figure it out. Uh, Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott, who I also have in the league, uh, some very important news, uh, did everything today. Everything. So certainly sound Back. in practice. So according to Mike McCarthy, full participant, which would seem to put him on track to play in Sunday's game against the Packers. There is going to be a lot of, I'm sure, interest in what the division of labor is between Zeke and Tony Pollard to hear Jerry Jones, who is Ezekiel Elliott's biggest fan, tell it it's still going to be Zeke's show. They like Tony Pollard in the uh, more limited role, so to speak, that they've carved out for him here. And, you know, I, I I would say this. There's not a lot of running backs who are true bell cows in the NFL. So the idea that Tony Pollard is ever going to be a 25 carry a game guy in the long term, in the macro, it, it's probably unlikely that's yeah. going to happen. Right. So the question is, from a snap perspective, from a touch perspective, are you more even now between Zeke and Pollard as Zeke is coming off of an injury? Again, Jerry, and the buck stops with Jerry on everything, continues to say it's going to be Zeke. That he's the guy that this offense revolves around, even though we've seen the explosiveness uh, of Tony Pollard. But that'll be one of the many storylines to keep an eye on in Sunday's game. Of course, Mike McCarthy going back to Green Bay the first time since they fired him unceremoniously yeah. uh, after a loss. The Packers have uh, their own injury issues. 
Eric Stokes, uh, who was one of their, he was their first round pick last year, I believe, uh, out of Georgia, defensive back. He had the injury last week. Does not sound like he's going to play again this season. So that's another thing that the Packers have to deal with. That they also just lost Rashawn Gary. Aaron Jones got beat up in that game, and I believe it was in a walking boot after the game. It sounds like he dodged a bullet and actually should be okay to play in this game. It's just you have to feel for Matt Lafleur at this point with the number of things that are going on here, whatever chance they had to gather rhythm with this new wide receiver group has been thwarted by Sammy Watkins getting hurt, which at this point should not be a huge surprise to anyone because that's been the story of his career. But Christian Watson has not been able to stay on the field. He got pulled last week for concussion protocol, didn't have a concussion, but he had one the previous week, and that was his first game back after missing however many weeks it was with a hamstring injury. So, you know, Randall Cobb is on the team for one reason, which is that... Him and Aaron are close, and Aaron said, I want him on the team. (laughs) But he's not a vertical stretch player anymore. He's not beating people downfield. He's going to do some dirty work inside. And Romeo Dobbs is also out. So at this point, what do you do? You've also had offensive line issues. David Bakhtiari's been in and out of the lineup. Him and Elton Jenkins both have told the Packers, like, hours before the game, hey, I actually can't play when they practice the whole week, assuming those guys are going to be in there. It's just, it's a hard situation if you're the head coach, if you're anybody uh, on that coaching staff right now, when you have that many parts going in and out, and when you're trying to stem the tide, I mean, this would be a great one. All right. If the Packers can beat the Cowboys in Green Bay, it will suddenly feel like, okay, this is where Aaron Rodgers makes the run. This is where they figure it out. Now, it right. could be a, a nine to six game, and then maybe nobody's saying this. But the point is, <laughs> this could be that type of a launching pad game. And, and I would bet you. Knowing how Aaron Rodgers thinks about these things, knowing how his personality is, he's delivering that message in one way or another, that we've got the opportunity right now to turn this thing around. But it's got to start now. Because if you lose this game, that is their seventh loss, I believe. Sixth or seventh loss. Six in in a row, seventh overall. They'd be three and seven. It would be three and seven. And you would need to run the table for the rest of the year, which nothing about the Packers so far this season has given you the indication that that type of a run is coming. Dallas, on the other hand, has been fairly healthy through the course of the season, obviously, but for Dak Prescott missing a chunk of games with his injury. But they they survived it. Yeah, Cooper Rush stayed out there. Well, we started with Tyron Smith. And Tyron Smith, that's true. But add him up, TJ. Give me give me all the excuses. Well, bring bring an excuse. Like I'm 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 not even pleasantly surprised. I'm just like you know when we start the season, everyone talked about how Tyron being out was going to destroy the Cowboys. I had to keep mentioning that for as great as he is, how many games has he missed over the last three seasons, Tom? It was a considerable amount. They're for Tyron to, Smith, he's yeah. he's missed about double the number of games he's actually played in. Exactly. So we've been used to playing without him. I, I feel the line is doing a great job, and that was my one of my biggest worries, and I'm pretty happy about it. Settle down just a little bit. I don't even think that was a mess. Didn't I talk to you about these drops? This, I had I specifically <laughs> talked to you about the relevant. drops this morning, man. You and then you, go, you put a drop in there that was not necessary. <laughs> I feel warranted. Cowboys have dodged a lot of bullets, let's put it that way. Good Valid point. point on Tyron Smith, who might make it back, too. Yeah. He could be a month or so away from potentially being back in the lineup, which would be a big boost. You know what that equals, Tom? Championship. You're feeling it right now, aren't you? No, he I'm is, not. Yeah, I, I, look, I'm the one who really, as a really, Cowboys fan. I'm really you're going to lose really, this weekend. Yeah, right? I'm if they, really if they about lose this. on Sunday, how are you going to feel? Is this going to be fully down? No, it's over. 
Or is it just going to be we never win in Green Bay? Yeah, I mean, look, when you wow. think about some rivalries, Steelers-Ravens, for example, it doesn't matter what the record is. You know you're going to get a, a great competitive game with those two. I just feel like in this rivalry, Aaron Rodgers has owned us, and until I, we go in there and stomp a mud hole in him, I'm not going to feel great about it. I'm going to be Stomp a mud hole in him? Stomp a mud hole in him and is walk it ger- dry. Is that a Jerryism? Well, that's a Stone Cold stone Steve cold. Austin. Okay. That's and that's the bottom, bottom line. line. Because Stone, Stone Cold, Cold said so. A lot more to come through the uh, course of this show here. Some great guests, a lot more NFL talk. After this, we're going to have What's More Likely? My first time playing Chris Brockman's favorite game Very here. Very fun, Tom. Get What's ready. More Likely? Get ready. Do I have to prepare for this? Or Absolutely is this just not. strictly we are winging it, top yeah. of the head? Top of the head. It's off-season activity. You're not going to so. ask me WWE questions or something uh, like that. Because I got your back. Well, I'll, go, I'll go through and delete that Dude, We're one. covered on this, Tom, if you've done so. AEW. Um, just too sweet. I'm really not up on any, any of them, <laughs> if, you, if you go that direction. Looking forward to It'll it. Be safe. <laughs> Tons more here on The Rich Eisen Show.